What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle. And uh, yeah, you're listening to this on Friday, April 23rd. And uh, I will say, Michelle, we've been talking for about an hour before we started (laughs) recording. It's a weird week. How are you feeling? I'm feeling like a little bit spirally. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we passed the one year in quarantine. I I was. It's like you're in my brain. That's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like it's that like that one year mark of like things are starting to pop up of be like, oh, wow, that was a year ago when we like thought that the pandemic life wouldn't last that long. And yet we're still here. And even though the lights like at the end of the tunnel with like vaccinations and summer and all that kind of stuff, I do. I feel that I think it's like really for for the fact that it's like a year in stone like that has been this way with very little to break that up has been it's just it takes a lot out of you. Well, don't, do you remember, like, I hope so, <laughs> otherwise we have bigger issues, but one year ago when, I guess it was the first couple weeks of March were kind of like transitional weeks where no one was really sure what was happening. Yep, yep. We didn't really know if COVID was a thing that would stick around or not. I remember I I packed a bag to get out of New York and I thought it would be for like two weeks. So I think I packed a pair of shorts yes. and like... A, a sweater and then left so now that we're coming totally full circle one year later it it's feeling very real now that it's an one april to the next april march was always wishy-washy in the beginning yes, exactly but april april was the month where i feel like everybody sat back and we're like huh this could go on through the summer and then it continued and continued, <laughs> and here we are. So it's a, yeah, it's a spirally week. It's I'm a, feeling weird. It's a spirally week. I think everyone probably feels it. Everyone listening probably feels it. If you don't, please uh, tweet at us and tell us how you don't feel that way because we envy yeah. you and we want to know please. how you do it. Uh, but I will say thank goodness for our recordings because it helps Kate and I get all of our squirrelies out and swirlies out and whatever it is and we can chat about the things we care about and laugh and it almost feels like normal almost sort of it does it does i mean i feel like this week of all weeks is it's a good week to feel like a little bit of weird or mercury mercury mercury, mercury. oh is mercury Merc- should we should we see if Mercury is in retrograde? Because it's like there's a very good chance. I can that tell it you is. it's not because oh, I've checked not. it like 10 times this week. So, okay, no, it's so, not. okay. So that is the type of week you've been having. You've actively yes. been monitoring just to make sure. Is Mercury in retrograde.com <laughs> is like my best friend, <laughs> and it is not in retrograde. So it's been weird, but it does feel like a good week, luckily, to take things back to basics. You know, we've been up until this point for this season or the off season after football. We've been trying to cover, like, every sport except really focusing on football. So now we finally get to focus on it because this true. is our draft episode. It's 2021 true. draft, baby. I know. This is wild. It's super exciting. I think this is, this is, this is, like, this is like cracking open that fresh beer because it's time to start talking about the draft, no. which means it's almost time to start thinking about football season, which means it's oh, almost time to start thinking Christ. about drafting your own fantasy team. Thank you, so Christ. So let's, we'll go down this spiral. This is a way better spiral to be going down than the one yeah. of like, you know, quarantine life. So I'm stoked that we're going to, uh, you know, that the draft is coming up and we're going to, we're going to talk through it all today. Okay. So now, sorry. So in <laughs> spiraling <laughs> just banged my hand on the desk okay oh um but 
aside from so in lieu of because this is like the portion of the episode where we don't have to get into it but in lieu of sports have you been doing anything else in your spare time to fill the void or like what have you been doing to like stay off of this spiral that is anything other than draft queens because draft queens it's my my center that is our center this is our this is our happy place um uh, well, I finally got a Peloton delivery, uh, not to spiral yet again, but this was supposed to come months and months ago. Someone at Peloton call me, your distribution model is awful. You guys should have figured this out, but it's finally here. It's in the house. It's really exciting. It like, it, it's so good for like just being cooped up in the house for as long as we have been. You can like get out there, get your legs going, listen to some music. You kind of, like, you see other people, at least, like, the instructor. You know what I mean? So, like, that alone is, like, definitely, I've only had it for two days, maybe three, and I've already done, like, two rides. So I'm, like, getting into a good rhythm here. It just feels nice to do, like, something other than working or, like, you know, sitting on my couch. Uh, It's obviously good for me. That's great. Um, There's good tunes. And it just, like, reminds me of, yeah, like, when I used to go to work and then, you know, go to work out after. So it's like little things like that are sort of helping me sort of break the break the chain, if you will. Yeah, that's important. We have to have things that break the monotony up of the quarantine life we've come to know. That's for sure. So I'm glad you have a Peloton. What about you? You hanging out with Toby? I mean, Spending some extra time with Toby? Spending some extra time with my cat. He's so <laughs> cute. His Instagram is... Toby the fetching cat. He's so cute. He's so cute. He's so ugly. He's actually very ugly. But I love that about him. It makes him cuter. I feel like there are certain animals that you look at them and you're like, wow, you're so ugly. And yet I still love you so much. So that is, that's been good. Uh, And I haven't been riding my Peloton. We have like a knockoff version that's called Echelon, but it's kind of just sitting in our side room so trying to figure out that i'm just saying you should do it you got to find things to break the chain that's that's that is the that is the goal that's what we need to do i would say like my two things that have really broken things up one is not appropriate for the podcast but i'll probably say it anyway (laughs) uh one is one is i've really gotten into smoking a lot of weed wow there's really not appropriate but uh, more weed than I am accustomed to. I am like a purebred. And so now that weed is legal in New York, I am opening opening my arms to it. <laughs> you're opening your mind is what you're doing. Uh, opening my eye, mind and, and mouth eyes. and whatever. And yeah, every... <laughs> <laughs> wow, there she All is. All the things. So that's been fun. Um, sorry, mom and dad. God damn it. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing is... That I've been watching, a, it goes hand in hand, but I've been watching even more horrible television, but oh like gosh. backwards. You, you, you know what I mean? No, no. What do you mean backwards? Like starting at the end of the at the end of the season? So starting like like picking out things of like Survivor and going back to season one of Love Island UK, which was like six years ago. Uh, yeah, all of these things, all of these things. Well, Kate, thank goodness for the recording that we're doing today. We really, really need to pull you out of that, that spiral that you're in. Amen (laughs) for the draft coming up. We're going to get into it. I think first and foremost, we should huddle up and start talking some sports, some sports headlines. Okay, okay, 
All right, so we're unspiraled and we're ready for the huddle. We got to get into it for this week with our top headlines in 60 seconds or less. I did take a sneak peek at these. There are some words in here I know I'm going to fumble over, but that's just the way that it happens. Kate, do you have our stopwatch ready? I do. It is the clock app on my iPhone, and it is (laughs) queued up and ready with one minute on said clock i feel like i should get you one of those like those actual like handheld stopwatches like coaches and like have it like track meets and yeah. stuff like that so you could be like really official actually that would be great and if i had like a uh if i had a whistle that i could wear around my neck that would be great that would be that would be terrible in my ears if you blew that whistle at the end of every huddle i i might go deaf yeah well if i had one <laughs> at least i would feel official with my officiating right. of the huddle so true. anyway but true. you in lieu in lieu i have my phone pulled up okay can you count me down and i will read the first headline please do not blow a whistle in my ear in three two one Uh, The NFL will announce the full 2021 schedule on May 12th. The Philadelphia Eagles are not ready to name Jalen Hurts their starting quarterback. Indiana Pacers' Jay Carr Sampson gets one game banned for headbutting versus the San Antonio Spurs. The 2021 NFL draft will take place in Cleveland with the first round on April 29th. NFL owners approve a rule change on Wednesday proposed by the Kansas City Chiefs loosening jersey number rules. Get ready for a lot more players rocking single-digit jerseys. A billion-dollar European soccer super league between a handful of European countries was born and then collapsed in less than a week. We'll get into it. Royal Challengers Bangalore beat... Rajasthan Royals by 10 wickets. I know that's a cricket reference, but I can't read that. I can't read that either. And that's the end of our time anyway. So that is perfect. I know it's a a cricket reference and congratulations to the Royal Challengers. But like that was the exact one I didn't want to get and I got it. How do I even say Rajasthan? Rajasthan Royals? Rajasthan Royals by 10 wickets if you reckon... If you do reckon. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Couple things here. Couple things. Yes. I I will say, if we're talking about the Royal Challengers of Bangalore and the Rastashan Royals, I know v- nothing about cricket. Nothing. But I have seen Bangalore come up a couple times. So I'd be curious if... I don't think we have a single cricket fan listening to this show. I don't think so. (laughs) But if you know anything about the Royal Challengers Bangalore, they seem like a really great team. And they and they won (laughs) by ten wickets. Maybe they're the dynasty of croquet and we just don't know it. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything. Although on ESPN they were showing cricket and it was crazy. Like they have their pitchers mound, people run like Six yeah, yeah, yeah. Feet like a full sprint at you, right? Yeah. yeah, and then it bounces, and then you have to hit it. That's hard. I think People that's love definitely it. hard. Um, can I tell you something that I think is super interesting? So I started to see this pop up on Instagram probably like a week or so ago, and it was all about like players like battling over jersey numbers, and I was like, what is this battle? Like they don't change their jersey numbers. Like in, I, the well, NFL. So I sort of in the NFL. Yeah, in the NFL. Sorry. 
So I like kind of like, like you were, you've been over following it. the challengers of Bangalore through their. No, 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 no. We're switching. We're switching over from from God. cricket to yeah. this headline about this rule change about um, players being able to like choose different jersey numbers. So basically, I didn't know. I didn't know this. First of all, there are like certain numbers that certain positions are able to choose from within the NFL. Like if you're a quarterback, you can choose from this number to oh, that. Oh yeah, number. it's like if one to ten. Right. So, well, it's not one to 10. If you notice, nobody has a single digit number. Like that's like a college thing. There's nobody that has single digit numbers in the NFL. So like, these are just things I never really thought about at all. Like I didn't know that they all had to choose from like different, like buckets of numbers, depending on their position. I didn't know there weren't single Jersey, single digit Jersey numbers. I just never thought of it, even though you look at their jerseys. And if you, if you really take five minutes to think about it, you would realize you never saw one. So I'm doing guess, it right now. Right. Right. I can now. see your face trying to figure it out. Right. So uh, apparently I, I guess the chiefs propose this, you know, every year before they go into a new season, there's always like new rules that are proposed. And then, and then the, um, the owners vote on it and certain things change. This obviously is like not related to gameplay, though there were some things for gameplay that were changed as well. But I just thought this one was so interesting and it clicked in my head finally because I was like, oh, that's why they're talking about who's going to wear which number because a lot of guys want to go back to like which number they wore in college or like which number's always been their number. And like they just weren't able to do that when they got to the NFL because of these rules. So I don't know why I find this so interesting, but I do. I think it's probably because I was obsessed and wore the number 14, like, for my entire sports career. So, like, if someone told me I couldn't have it and I had to choose, like, number 60, I'd be like, no, I don't want that number. The answer is no. Well, it's funny that you say that, though, because I didn't – I realized that you read the headline, but I didn't totally absorb it until you were just saying that. And – I was thinking specifically about Patrick Mahomes, and I didn't realize that it was the Kansas City Chiefs who proposed having, like, one number versus two. But I was like, if ever there's a person who strikes me as, like, a number one, like, you know the folks who wear the number one on the field? Yeah. Do you hate those people, or do you love them? Um, Real talk. Probably more of a hate. I despise people who wear the number one. Despise. (laughs) And I was thinking, like, I bet you that Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he deserves to wear the number one, but I bet you that he's number 10 because he couldn't have number one. I bet you. I mean, that that totally makes sense. So I think it's going to be really interesting and just like a random, like, fun fact that I wasn't aware of. So maybe others weren't, but they've loosened that rule. So it doesn't have to depend on, you know, your position and you could pick a single digit number. I think they were talking about Derrick Henry, like, taking back, like, number two that he wore, like, oh, in college. So, like, yeah. Just like random stuff like that is just like kind of fun. I have no idea why I'm this, I'm like irrationally excited about this rule change. I don't know why, but I just thought it was cool. That's a really good headline. And also like, I love that. I love that. And it makes me feel even more akin and drawn to Derrick Henry than I already was. So life is good. There you go. Um, There you go. I have one more thing that I wanted to talk about. And this has, this is the other football have you been following any of the soccer stuff that's going on? No, you got to fill me in because you texted me about this earlier in the week and I legitimately had no idea what you were talking about. So I was hoping you were going to fill us in on the episode. So please do tell me what has been going on. Okay, so I am 
I have not done, I will preface this as usual by saying I haven't done enough research to fully understand it. I am not a soccer expert. And I I say that specifically for this one, though, because I feel like soccer people are crazy. And if I get any of this wrong, I don't want to be skewered. I don't. Don't, don't at Kate. She's giving you a heads up that she doesn't know everything. She's trying her best in sports journalism. This is like that <laughs> moment in the episode where I feel like you should put in one of those like eyewitness news sounds like, because like, oh, this, yeah. is where Kate, this is where Kate really breaks it down a little <laughs> bit deeper. And it's, it's probably more, more interesting than me telling you that football players can change their jersey numbers. I much prefer that topic, but I'll try to give you an idea of, because here's the thing, like, I know that something is important in soccer because you get a million push notifications from ESPN. And at that point, I'm like, okay, I'll pay attention. I'll bite. I'll bite. I'll bite. I'll I'll open your app. I'll look at it. So my understanding is, and this changed so fast that I don't know the full genesis of what happened. But I do know that about a week ago, so we're dropping on April 23rd, I would say it's like the previous Friday, I was seeing notifications about soccer. And obviously, I know that there's the World Cup, of course, with everybody. And then there's the Premier League and the Champions League, which we've talked about on previous podcasts. There's La Liga. There's all these different, like, sects of soccer across Europe. However, apparently... There were, there have been, and still are, folks who have been talking about a Super League, if you will. Have you heard about, okay. like, Super League? No. Okay. In the last week or so, apparently, there were a number of folks from Champions League, the Premier League, the La Liga, which is the Spanish League, all these different teams who were, like, basically stepping away from their leagues to join the Super League. And the football, football, soccer community freaked the fuck out because no one was ready for the Super League. And and lots of people were getting skewered for it. Like, I saw Arsenal in there. I saw FC, like, uh, the Barcelona team, Football Club Barcelona. Like, all these different teams that were stepping away from their specific country league or and trying to join a super league which is riddled riddled with intricacies that you can't do both you can't do both and so people were obviously can you imagine can you imagine just to put it in perspective if the patriots said you know what we don't want to play for the u.s league anymore we're gonna go play for the super nfl (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Like, um, that's insane. Okay, that's a very good way of breaking it down. So wait, so in your headline, you said that it was born and collapsed in less than a week. So like, what what happened? Every, there was just like outrage, and then everyone was like, "Just kidding, we're actually not gonna we're not gonna join the Super League." I think so. I think that's my understanding of it. But it was such a flash in the pan, and it makes me think that people have been thinking about starting a Super League for so long, but haven't actually done it that that's kind of what, when it actually came to a head and they said, okay, you can join Super League or not. And some people raised their hands to maybe join the Super League that everybody in the world freaked out that this is actually happening. 
you know, like if it ain't broke, that's what they say. Like all the, all these teams has, have, th- th- they broke it though. That's what I'm saying. It's not like they have these, like you said it at the top of this, like people love their soccer teams. Love, 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 love. Yeah. Like with an undying passion. Like as much as I love the Yankees, it is not the same as like an Arsenal fan loving Arsenal. It's just not. So like to then like uproot it entirely, of course people probably freaked out. Now of all times, people probably freaked out even more. Like that's the one thing they can like still latch onto and like watch right. and cheer for and feel excited about. And then someone's like, "Yeah, no, no, uh, now we're gonna go play over here." I do in the Super League. You're right. Which also, is the stupidest name I've ever heard in my life. Come over here in our Super League. Come on, guys. Honestly, they probably have like a really cute accent, and so it's like <laughs> the Super League, La Liga. And I'm like, okay, that that's pretty sounds, good. That sounds so much better than. I'm from Jersey, so let's join that Super League, you know? Like, it's not <laughs> oh it's God, not going to be that. But oh boy. I will say there is a really great New York Times article about this whole thing. I can't say that, like I said, not an expert. They had one quote that was really amazing, just to say that while soccer is the biggest business in sports, it remains an intensely local affair. And I think that's exactly I like that. right. I think that's exactly right. So... so if you want to learn more, go to the real news sources. But I found it really interesting this week. All right. Well, those are our headlines. That was the huddle. And uh, Kate, should we uh, should we start talking about the uh, NFL draft? Let's talk about the real football. All right, Michelle, it's a big day. Oh, it's a big day because we're talking about the other football, the football, our football, the NFL, the National Football League, USA, <laughs> USA. Uh, really, it's been quite an episode to get Apologies to this point. Apologies to so. all of our international listeners, anyone that likes soccer. <laughs> I don't know. Kate, Kate's just on a rampage today, everybody. Watch out. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like I said, Mercury feels in retrograde, but but we are back to our happy place. We are doing, I cannot, (laughs) all right, you're making me laugh. Okay, (laughs) the NFL draft preview, which is this coming week, this this next week after you're listening to this, uh, round one starts on Thursday the 29th, so uh, it's basically football season again, Michelle, how do you feel? That's that's exactly right, I, I, this is, this is the, the official, official kickoff to the NFL season, in my humble opinion. Um, it's it, it's now really like, well, actually, this is, I feel like a couple episodes ago, we did like that rundown of all the crazy like off-season like trades and free agency and all the stuff that was going on. Yeah. So that was sort of like the unofficial kickoff because as soon as that stuff starts happening, you're like, oh shit, who's going here? Who's going there? What's happening with my team? So that was like the unofficial kickoff to football season where you can really start getting excited, start thinking about like, fantasy implications and all that kind of stuff. And then this is like the official kickoff of the NFL season because now you got the prospects, you got the rookies, you got people on the clock picking their players. Um, so yeah, no, it's super exciting. I, I, you know, I will honestly say I never paid that much attention to the draft in the past, being totally honest. 
I definitely was the type of fantasy drafter that was like, I'm not taking a rookie. I'm not going to do that. And I've learned. I've learned. I've evolved as a fantasy, uh, you know, a GM, if you will. And so, like, you got to pay attention to this stuff because we'll go through it. But there's a lot of teams that really need these guys that they're going to draft, which means, again, that's going to definitely have some fantasy implications for the season coming up. I mean, they. Uh, this is something to, okay, Here's the good thing about quarantine. I know we've been joking the whole time about spiraling out because we've been in quarantine. But here's the good thing about quarantine is that for the sports that you are interested in, we're all in our respective bubbles and we pay attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a captive audience a lot while we're in quarantine. So if it's anything like off-season trading and meeting that trade deadline, which I felt like, again... I kind of pay attention similar to the draft as I do to off-season trades and meeting the trade deadline. 2021 was on a whole different level. 100%. I was obsessed, to your point. So I have a feeling that this year's draft and this draft preview we're about to do might be all sorts of important. Like, maybe people are really paying attention this year. So speaking of paying attention, uh, I think you should just briefly talk about, like, how the draft works. Because, again, yeah, like, everybody talks, or almost everybody talks about, like, who's the first round pick? Who's in the first round, right? Maybe we even talk about second and third round. But, like, there's multiple rounds. The, the you know, uh, there's, there's ways in which that these are, you know, these... Um, these picks are obviously determined. So I think maybe just before we get into it, it's probably good just to give like a little bit of an overview of like how it works and how these teams landed in the slots that they landed in, you know? Okay, so let's start at the very beginning in that case. It's the NFL draft. <laughs> what is the NFL draft, you ask? Drafting folks for the 31 different team, 32 different teams in the National Football League Every year it happens when folks are coming out of college and there are cert- there's a bartering system that happens here. Yeah. So essentially the 32 teams are ranked a certain way, which I'll get into, and then each team will pick or defer or trade their their spot in the draft in order to get the players or to get seated the way that they want to. And it also happens again, we've covered this in other episodes, but the way that you get your draft pick and the way that you draft can also lend itself to previous years, right? So there are things that teams may have done five years ago to get them the number one draft pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can swap it out. But anyway, those are the intricacies. From the very basic level, um, the teams are seated one through 32, and they're seated in a specific kind of way. So, uh, the four teams that were eliminated in the wild card round, aka Tennessee Titans, among others, um, this year it's the Colts, Titans, Jets from the Seahawks and the Steelers. Uh, the four teams eliminated in the wild card round pick in slots 21 to 24. Uh, And they go in reverse order of their final regular season records. So that makes sense. Then the four teams who come after them are the four teams eliminated eliminated in the divisional round. So slots 25 through 28. And they also go in reverse order. Then 
you can see it's kind of like in ascending order of how far they get. They get further down in the draft. So then again, the two teams that lost in the conference championships, they then get the 29th and 30th spots in reverse order. Yep. And then the team that lost the Super Bowl is the 31st pick. The team that won the Super Bowl is the 32nd pick. Go the ahead and Patriot. say it. I mean, the Patriots. The Bucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> oh, that was uncanny. Oh, that was funny. Okay. <laughs> I had Tom Brady on the, I had Tom Brady on the mind, but with the wrong team, and right in front of me is the New England Patriots name, and I totally botched that. But you know, there you you, go. you did a very good job outlining that. Thank you. That uh, pretty much outlining picks twenty one through thirty two. I outlined. Correct. Then we have so those are the teams that you know that have been in some semblance of the wild card or they have been in the actual playoffs. Beyond that. It's teams 1 through 20. These are the folks who are vying to actually be seen and hopefully, in most cases, are the ones picking up the top prospects for this draft. So am I missing anything? No, I, I'm no, you you absolutely nailed it. I think that's a great it's like super it's it's very good to explain it. That made perfect sense. I botched the the team that won the Super Bowl. Way to go me. Um but it it, it my head was just thinking about how like, you know, is there like at a certain point during the season for some of these teams where you're like, well, shit, we're not making the playoffs. So uh, if we don't make the playoffs, like, do we just like, do you just do worse so you get a better pick? Like, I mean, by no means do you want to like throw your, you know, you don't want to throw a game, but like, you know, it does beg the question of like, man, if you, even if you finish like just outside of the playoffs, it sucks for two reasons. One, you didn't make the playoffs and sucks for two because you're now in this like weird, probably post 10 or 15, you know, pick, which maybe you're not going to get what you need. Whereas like the, the team's, spoiler alert, who are at the top, like the Jags and the Jets, just had a shit season and they need people. And so, you know what? Good on you. You're going to get a top pick. You know, it's like a very interesting thing to be thinking about all season while you're playing. It, there's definitely art and science to it. Right. You know, like right. people do, th- I hate to say it, but I am from New Jersey. And so I feel like I can say it for the Jets at least. If I were a Jets fan, I would just throw the season. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and for a while... For a while, a lot of my Jets friends were like, what the fuck? Why are we the number two seed? Like, we need the number one seed because then we get Trevor Lawrence. So maybe that's a good place to start, Michelle, is like who who to look out for for each of these potential mock drafts before we get to the actual draft, where people can go. And I feel like the number the one thing that feels very constant and would make a lot of sense with Trevor Lawrence coming out of Clemson would be to the number one pick yeah. in the NFL draft for 2021 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, if any anything and everything that you're reading right now is exactly that. Not only is he, you know, technically ranked the number one, you know, prospect coming, you know, into the draft, like across all the different um, positions, but everyone is basically saying that's who the Jags are going to take. They need a quarterback. That's obvious. We talked a few episodes ago about how the Jags are like super under their salary cap. So like they have money to spend as well. Like they need to get themselves back in the game here. And uh, all signs point to uh, it being, you know, Trevor Lawrence that they're going to, you know, entrust to, to help that for them. And, you know, like that, I, I can't imagine it going any other way. Um, so, you know, nobody is disagreeing on, on that one anywhere that I've read right now. There's a little bit of dissent that I don't think is warranted, but I would love to stir the pot up because it, there's nothing more fun than the 
first round draft pick just going awry. Like, that's fun. I, I love a little bit of shakeup. Yeah, true. And so uh, there is a world where potentially the Jaguars could get Justin Herbert, which would be another fun, like, he was only drafted last year to the Chargers. So... There's a world where, I mean, the person who's writing this ESPN article had said, like, I know you don't think this makes sense, but maybe there's a world where they trade out their pick, the Jags end up getting Justin Herbert instead of Trevor Lawrence, but that's pretty much the only upset I've seen. So I would be shocked if that's what happens, but there is a world for it in some people's minds. Yeah, there's definitely been some weird things that have happened, which we'll talk about in some of the upcoming picks. Um, The other interesting thing to note here is Jacksonville actually has six picks in the first 100 spots. So as, as we have said, didn't have a great season. Have, they definitely and they haven't spent a lot of money on anybody so you know between the draft and 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 offseason moves like you know this is where the Jags need to you know start making some changes yeah and so we've got a quarterback potentially if we're mock drafting together but we've got a potential QB in the first pick of the first round and then and we're also just for clarification's sake we're not covering the second round and beyond on this podcast that is for another day this would be a 19 uh, hour podcast which nobody has time for even though kate and i love recording it we do not have time we love it hours of this we love it we love you but we're not doing 19 hours we're sticking to one round and that's the first round so first round first pick trevor lawrence goes to the jags second round like i said is the jets i still think the jets should have thrown their season so they could have come in (laughs) under and taken trevor lawrence but They haven't, and Sam Darnold is no longer on the Jets, so we know where they're going. I mean, they're going to pick up a QB, and I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. I I would tend to agree. Um, There's been a lot of chatter around this, especially, again, we'll get into this, like the 49ers were trading, you know, to get certain draft picks because they also really need a QB. Um, And so, look, the, the quarterback position in particular for the Jets has been basically terrible for as many years as I can remember. Um, You know, they, and and Darnold didn't really pan out as well as they had imagined that, you know, he would. Um, So it's looking really likely that the Jets are going to target Zach Wilson, who's from BYU. I'm just looking at some of his stats, 3,600 passing yards, 33 touchdowns to three interceptions. Like that's pretty damn good. Um, You know, they, they, they're saying that his like style of play is very like Patrick Mahomes-esque. Obviously that's just a comparison. Nobody knows if he will end up being like him, but yeah, look with the Jets non-winning seasons with lack of a, a franchise quarterback for however many years I can remember. And now, you know, Darnold departing, like it just seems pretty strong for them to you know go for uh for for Zach Wilson and in, in, with that second pick yeah and there's been like it feels to me if we're talking about the Jags with the first round or I'm sorry first pick in the first round and then the Jets with the second pick I would say rounding out that trifecta of the top three having picks in the first round is the 49ers all three teams have been looking for and vying for a quarterback, it seems like. And the talk around, you know, like all things quarterbacks being drafted is who's going to end up with the number one, two, and three spots between the Jags, the Jets, and the 49ers. And so it's interesting to see it shake out because I feel like it's been a very solid top two, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Then you get to the 49ers who still, I, I don't, I don't know how much I see it or not. Obviously, Garoppolo had a shit year based on 
a number of different things. Like, it was not the year he was slated to have, but they're drafting for a quarterback. And yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're 100% drafting for, for, for a quarterback. They, you know, they they traded multiple, like, situations here in future, in future drafts up. to, like, be up at the top of this um, you know, draft this year, which, you know, means they've got their, you know, their eyes set on someone. Now, for the most part, I've seen, like you just said, like number one and number two, most most folks are, are um, you know, projecting Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. This is at the third pick for San Francisco. This is where I'm starting to see a little discrepancy, um, you know, in what some of the experts are saying between uh, Justin Fields from Ohio State and Mac Jones from Alabama. So it, this is this is really interesting. Um, this is where I'm starting to see, you know, once you get after those first two, now people are kind of starting to be like, yeah, huh? All right. Let's, let's see what's happening here. You know what I mean? I, I want to play a little game. I want to play a quick little game. Oh no. Well, because okay. this, well, this sounds like Saw. Have you ever watched the Saw movies? I, no, I don't like, like, I'm way too scared of scary like, movies. I, I want no, to play I don't, a game. I don't like scary movies, but. Um, I found this really cool thing on ESPN, props to whoever built this, um, called the uh, NFL Draft Prospect Matchmaker. Um, it's so cool. You literally can go through and like answer a few questions and they'll basically spit out like who they think is, you know, the ideal pick for your team. So now that we're actually seeing a little discrepancy for the 49ers, I'm just going to go ahead and go through this for a second. So let's see. They're picking in the first round. They need a quarterback. Okay, great. All right, which skill set does your offense need most? All right, so just if you were if you were the owner or the coach of the 49ers, what skill set does this player need to have the most? Is it deep ball ability? This is just mm-hmm. your opinion. There's no right or wrong answer to this. It's just your opinion. If you're thinking about the 49ers, okay. thinking about their, their I like style that you're of giving play, me prompts. Yeah, you're st- you're thinking about their style of play. We we've already decided they need a quarterback, but like, what type of quarterback do you think the 49ers? Oh, this need? is sneaky fun, right? Okay. So deep ball ability, obviously, can throw the ball far. Okay. Accuracy, always a good thing if you want your receivers to catch it. <laughs> um, I have to pick one of these. You have to pick one of these. Am I picking or are we picking no, together? I guess we could pick together if you want. Like, you know, um, second reaction ability, dual threat ability. So second reaction ability, meaning like my first guy's not open. I got to figure out what to do. Got to be able to move around in the pocket. Dual threat ability is like uh, Lamar Jackson. I can throw, but I can also run. Mm. So think about, the okay, four- I'm, I'm, a- I'm thinking too, this, I'm like this on the spot, right? Like the 49ers have like a pretty decent run game. They have pretty decent pass catchers yeah hmm. i would strike out dual threat ability I would from agree, the jump i would agree with that i would agree with that so deep ball or they got you know you've got greg kittle obviously beast like mm-hmm. feed him the ball you know what i mean so maybe it maybe it's accuracy maybe maybe, maybe i would accuracy. say accuracy is is the kind yeah, of go qu- accuracy b right. accuracy Okay, so based on that, based on what we just said, the this matchmaker, I fucking love this thing is so cool. Mac Jones, this. Alabama. They're saying Mac Jones, Alabama. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, incredible ball placement, 
uh, timing and anticipating his throws. Um, this is so cool. Like, what it did, and and can like, we play more of this game? We definitely this can play. Fun. We definitely can play more of this game. I thought this was a good time to introduce it since there's a little bit of like consp- huh. not conspiracy. There's a little bit of um, you know differentiation between what the experts are saying for this pick. So um, based on Kate and I's expertise of what we think the San Francisco 49ers need, and knowing that they traded up to get this number three pick, go. Go get Mac Jones. Go get him. Michelle, this is a great idea. Thank I you. didn't know how to pick between these. I mean, it was pretty, it's between Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and I guess North Dakota State, Trey Lance. But uh, yeah, you like I love that it. Game, Let's huh? go Mac Jones. You like that Let's game. Let's go. I All do. Right. In, the, in the fourth pick, look, like we said, we could go into this for, for hours and hours. The fourth pick is yeah. is is the Falcons. Um, the fifth pick is the Bengals. Um Sixth pick is Miami Dolphins. Again, this this was a trade up with uh, the Eagles. Um, I'm trying to poke around yeah. here because I, I want to play the matchmaker game again. Um, but <laughs> you know, uh, maybe maybe we should just go. I don't know. Should we go to your Titans? They're pretty late in the game here, though. Yeah, I mean, we can list through. Like we we stopped at the third pick to play matchmaker. Fourth pick for the Falcons. I feel like they're gonna go tight end. We're kind of, you know, they, yeah. they could use some offense, so that would make sense. Kyle yep. Pitts from Florida. Um, and then for the Bengals in the fifth, uh, it seems like there's some wide receiver talk. That would make sense. There's also offensive line. Also would make sense to protect their now no longer rookie quarterback. So um, that makes sense as well. But yeah, yeah protect we could Joe go Burrow. and go. Will you protect Joe Burrow? I like both of those. Pro- so it, it looks like what they're saying, yeah, for the Bengals, the projection there is either – most people are saying Jamar Chase, who's a wide receiver, good, get some young, some more young blood in there, give Joey B someone else to throw it to. There's also yes. an offensive protect lineman Joey in there B. who you want to maybe, you know, protect protect Joey B. So that'll be, you know, interesting to see, uh, you know, where that, where that nets out. But they're obviously not looking at a quarterback. And what's interesting is you'll notice um, there's really no uh, top prospect um, running backs. I was going to say there's like yeah. a gaping hole with what I'm seeing. Obviously, quarterbacks are heavy up for the first round. And then I, I if you're just skimming over like the top, I don't know, 15, I would say. Yeah. A lot of like edge rush slash offensive line. Yep. So that's interesting. Yep. And then t- and corner, if you want to throw that in on defense. And then a handful of wide receivers, because why not? Not a single running back, but I do think that speaks to the 2020 season because all the running backs were essentially on par, and I feel like there's other places that a lot of the NFL teams need to step up. So that really yeah. does make sense. And there's a lot of there's a lot of good QBs in the game. There's you know so that's why you know these guys that are offensive line you know they got to start protecting their you know their their quarterbacks. So I think you'll see as we've already discussed you know you're going to see some QBs really early. Uh, I love the idea that like, uh, you know, a tight end could go, you know, top five. That's pretty cool. Um, And then I think, you know, for for a lot of those like somewhere between, you know, 10, 15, even 10 to 20, you know, you're going to see a lot of, um, you know, uh, offensive linemen or cornerbacks like defensive guys. So, you know, you got to beef up. You got to beef up there, too. So my next question will be through where should we what are like maybe each of us can name a team yeah. in this first round. You want to play this game again, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I love <laughs> gamifying things. <laughs> so maybe we can both choose a team and then 
see yeah what the gamification says yeah i like, like it. who do you want to who do you want to see with a first round pick that you want to game out um i would like to game out the let's see here maybe maybe the arizona cardinals how about the arizona cardinals I would be curious because I feel like they are all of a sudden like stacked on offense, but maybe that's a question. Can you ask the game thing? Uh, the gamey well, thing? Well, no, I, that's, well, that's the team. Wait, no, actually maybe what about the Texans? Oh, the Texans don't even have a first round pick, so we can't do that. All right. never mind. Um, oh my God. I know. Texans, so many things. So many we've things. Got all right. So why don't we do this? With the Texans. Why don't we, we yes. there are a lot of issues with the Texans. Why don't we start with the, the, uh, Tennessee Titans? Because we know that you want to talk about the Tennessee Titans and then I will follow up with my, my pick for the game. Yeah. Let's start with the Tennessee right. Titans. And can I give my, uh, can I give my projection? Your own before we play the game? Of course you can. Yes. Yeah. I will give my projection before okay. we play the game. All right. If I were to guess, I would say that the Titans need something, something offensive. I don't think they think they need that, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think the Titans think they need anyone other than A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry, and I think it's going to be a real issue. Okay. And so I think where they'll end up going is where they always go, and that is defense slash O-line. Okay. Because... I mean, that's what our dear head coach wants to do. That's his that's his lifeblood. That's what he played when he was on the Patriots. All so. right. All right. So they're in. That's my feeling. OK, let's see. We'll play this out according to the ESPN uh, matchmaker here. All right. So they've got they've got a they're in the second half of the first round because they're picking num, uh, number 22. 22nd. Um, yep. Kate is suggesting that her team needs to be seeking someone on the offensive line. This is she's putting her her head in in the game for the Titans here. Okay, now the next yep. qu- next question. You ready? What skill set does your offensive end need to have? Number one, the number one thing. Like there, he sh- he hopefully should have all these things, but which thing the most? Okay, um, tackle who excels in pass protection. Interior lineman okay. who excels in pass protection. Tackle okay. who excels in run blocking. Or an interior okay. lineman who excels in run blocking. You can see the difference here. Who are they protecting? Oh, oh. Who are they? Are do they need someone that's going to like get people out of the way for Derrick Henry, or are they trying to to help Tanny out? I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I think they're <laughs> looking out for number one, which is potentially number two, Derrick Henry. I don't think, I mean, I would think that they were looking out for Tanny, but I don't know what his tenure looks like. So my feeling is if you're putting all your eggs in one basket, which they definitely are, and everyone's going to be looking at Derrick Henry, then they're going to protect Derrick Henry. That's my feeling. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to narrow that down. What does the matchmaker say? I'm going to narrow that down to an interior lineman who excels in run blocking. Get. That's right. Open up the holes for D. Henry. Okay, based on all of your answers, Kate, the new head coach, GM, owner of the Tennessee Titans, who's making this call, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State, would be your 22nd yeah! pick. I love that. We need, an, we need another O-lineman. You know how much that I love dad. You know my feeling on the offensive line. 
I feel like keep that crew together, you know? Like, Dennis Kelly needs some help. I love it. I love All right. It. All right. Well, there you have it. Okay. I, I really I enjoyed that. You it was enjoyed between, that. In my head, it was between Tevin Jenkins, who we now have on our fantasy team, or Carlos Basham from Wake Forest. Good All geeks. right. All right. Uh, well. That being said, like... Who do you want to see mocked up here? I we wanna, could do this all day. I know we this could, could do this all day. This could be a whole segment. This is kind of fun, actually. This is very fun. Um, I would like to, let's see. Let's maybe go someone like, let's go. I'm going to go the, the the Dolphins because, like, the Dolphins are were so, like, Dolphins. meh last year. They also traded up to get, uh, they are the sixth round pick, or, uh, sorry, the sixth pick in the first round. I'm curious. I want I want to see what we got for the Miami Dolphins here. This game is so fun because it's really just based on my own personal opinion of what I think the Dolphins need. Um, yeah. All right. So Dolphins pick number six. Um, let's look at, God, their season They pick number year. six and they also pick 18th too. They got double, right. All right. So last they year we double. talked, last year we talked a lot about Miles um, Gaskin. We talked about Gasecki from the tight end perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. They picked up Malcolm Brown from the run, uh, in the running back um, situation uh, over there in the offseason, which, in my personal opinion, I think was a great pickup. Um, yeah. Uh, and do you think they're just looking for people to give the ball to from Tua? Well, I think they already have that, right? So I don't I don't think they're going to be drafting, you know, anyone sort of in that world. They also, you know, picked up um, Will Fuller, Will Fuller 5 from the Texans. So he's a great pass catcher. Interesting. Um, so so just like reminding myself of, you know, where they're where they're at here. Um, I think they're probably also looking offensive line, you know, like Tua needs a little more protection. He's still young. He like he needs he needs more time back there to be able to like think it out. You know what I mean? They also I think they also picked up Jacoby Brissett in the offseason. So like I don't think they're going and drafting another quarterback. So I'm gonna say they need an offensive line. That's that's what I think okay. they're, they're they're looking for. And then it's the same question that I asked you before. Uh, what's the kind of most important skill set we're looking at here? Different from what we talked about for the Titans, I don't think they need, um, you know, as much protection for the run game. I think they need it for their pass game. So I'm gonna say mm. I'm gonna say a tackle who excels in pass protection. I think they got to protect their quarterbacks. I like it. I could totally see that. All I right. could also see them going with like somebody on defense, but I don't know if that's the sixth. Or well, the that wasn't an option, so I couldn't pick a defensive player. Oh, okay. But, all right, know. continue. Continue. Um, all right. So, Disregard my dissent. Vi- okay. Very interesting. What the experts say are either a wide receiver or a tight end. That's what the experts are saying that they should and would draft in the sixth round. Based on okay. my not expert opinion of saying they need an offensive lineman, which I still agree with, um, they're saying that he, it, they should draft Panay Sewell. I hope I'm saying that the right way from Oregon. Really, nobody fucks with the Ducks, as they say. I mean, just is saying. that what they say? I, that's what I said when Marcus Mariota was on the Titans, but it, now Oakland, but who now know? who knows where? I mean, this is just this is what this is based on my personal opinion of what I think the Dolphins need. That's where we're we're lining up. Experts would maybe tell you otherwise that they need another wide receiver. <gasps> um, could be Jamar Chase, who we talked about before. If he doesn't go earlier, yep. um, but. Yeah, 
That's that's where I'm at. I think they're going for an O lineman. Uh, they got to protect those QBs over there. I I truly think honestly, this is getting my gears grinding. I'm like, I'm wondering if we should. I mean, this is fun. I wish they had this like all year. They had this little matchmaking thingy from ESPN. It shouldn't just be for the draft. You should be able to punch this into the AI right all the time. I don't think I'd ever leave the website. Sounds like you won't. But anyone that's listening, we're not going to go through all of the teams. Um, no, we can't. Look, I wish we could. We ran you through who's picking where. Kate gave you an excellent ex- explanation of why these teams got the draft positions that they got. There are multiple rounds. This does go on forever. So could this show if we kept going through it. Um, but this was very fun to get really excited for football Got my, I got my, my gears are just grinding now, right now, thinking about all these teams saying all these guys' names again, just getting really excited about it. So, um, hopefully, this was at least a little helpful. You hear some names that you're, you're definitely going to be hearing, you know, throughout the season: Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Zach Wilson. You are going to be hearing these game, these names this year. So the question just is, you know, where do they all um, land? And uh, make sure that you guys tune in to the draft on the 29th and the next time we have an episode we will be digging in even deeper uh once we know everybody lands that's the truth there's about a million ways i mean depending on if you input for all those four fields that you keep talking through for every time we come up with a team there's a million ways you can slice this draft not just in the first round in how many rounds I don't even know how many rounds. A million? It's there, pre- I don't know how many rounds are in the NFL draft. It's, I don't. It's pretty fun just to like kind of speculate based on, you know, because we talk about it once fantasy starts of what we think teams should be doing, shouldn't be doing, who's good, who's not. Like, it's all just our opinion. So that's why it's fun to go through this little uh, this little uh, matchmaker exercise. It's all conjecture, but it is fun. And it does give me the feeling, you know, about an hour ago when this when, just to bring a full circle, one hour ago when we were recording the top of this podcast, I felt like I was in a spiral. I felt really, you know, the world was, Mercury was in retrograde, all sorts of things. When we talk about football, even if there's a million different scenarios, I could do it all day. I could do it all day. So this has been fun, Michelle. I cannot wait for the draft. I cannot wait for football. I can't wait until August. All of these things. But for now, this will have to satiate us. And, uh, I mean, like always, we're dropping this on a Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. We will be doing it every two weeks in the football offseason, so stay with us. Um, but as always, this is this has been the best. This is my favorite thing of the week. So um, if you want more of us and your DQDs, uh, follow us on all of our social channels at the Draft Queens on Instagram and at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. You can find us wherever you listen. And if you really like the show, or if you don't, that's fine too. Give us five stars. It would be great. Like uh, us. We've had a few more of those. So thank you for liking us. That's been really fun. Um, Michelle, we're going to sign off. I think this is the end of it. Do you feel any sort of way during this sign off that you anything you want to say? Do you want to shout out your new person? I I should probably be shouting out my new person on the Titans who Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma I'm State. Just, no, I'm just no, I'm just my, my brain I can't wait to go buy my like the only time I buy a magazine all year is right before the fantasy draft so that I have my I paper version of, you know, oh, all the yeah. I'm now I'm like really excited and I want to go like buy that now just so I can start like flipping through and start thinking about the season. 
honestly, it can't be football season soon enough, ever. So we'll get there. But until then, uh, happy April. It's not August yet, but we'll be there soon. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>